happy birthday, Benoit yeah, happy- David. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Benoit David, if you're watching this. Yeah, um, I, I joke because I'm a huge, I was a huge basketball fan back in the day. And there was a player named um, uh, Benoit Benjamin is how they pronounced his name. And I don't know if Benoit knew his name was French or what the deal was, but so I joke. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Benoit and- David, what a great voice. And we've got some neat things to play for you, show you, talk about that you might not know about. We want to celebrate him on his birthday. He had a short career with Yes. We'll get into that. But um, really a great vocalist. Yeah. And once again, uh, for anyone new, this is Yes Shift. I'm Steven That's Schinder. Right. This uh, is my dad, Dan Schinder. I'm Dan. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, we're just like so excited to talk about this. Yeah, and I'm the dad, Steve's the son, but he's the mature one. <laughs> you're quick to find out if you're not familiar with the show. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I see Robert Heckman says, happy birthday, Benoit. So, yeah, Benoit's 56 today. Uh, and um, I guess we'll begin by talking about how we became aware of him back in the day and then yeah. talk about like, what he was involved with before then. So I remember back in 2008, yes, we're going to do their close to the edge and back tour, but then John Anderson, unfortunately, like, like very unfortunately, uh, fell ill. And so it seemed like the tour was canceled and um, the yes members, uh, you know, they'd been waiting around for John for a while and, um, I, I know there's like some awkwardness to like how Benoit came in and came out of the band, but I mean, it, it's context, you know? So they decided they wanted to keep touring cause they've been wanting to for so long. And they found Benoit through these videos of the close to the edge tribute band. Um, Benoit had joined them in 1994 and Chris Squire was aware of them and he really loved what he heard. And and we'll play you uh, some stuff. We've got some great, great clips lined up. Yeah. And Benoit has told the story in interviews about how he got the call and he thought he was being pranked. He was like working on a boat, like fixing something. And he was like looking around, making sure there weren't like any cameras or anything. <laughs> so like he, he really couldn't believe it. And so... Uh, they hired him as the singer for the In the Present tour in 2008. And yeah, dad's wearing this shirt. For those of you who see the video, you can see it right now. And that was a strange time in Yes fandom. And, and even in Yes marketing, I remember at the time they weren't just calling it Yes. The tickets and posters said how squire and white of yes and it would also say featuring benoit david and oliver wakeman on like the shirts and stuff so it kind of felt like they were being cautious because you know john anderson has such a presence in the minds of the fans and i don't know if it was suggested using this long name but by the time they toured with asia i guess they figured oh we might as well just call it yes because it would be too much if on the ticket you just have it <laughs> yes slash asia instead of house squire white of yes <laughs> featuring asia yeah <laughs> including lighting by <laughs> right yeah and that was and, your first yes concert 
Yeah, Las Vegas 2009. My first Asia concert as well. It was so cool seeing Steve Howe playing with both bands. It was like two shows in one, basically. And Benoit did such a great job. It's He was able to channel not just the songs that John Anderson did, but also what Trevor Horn did. But at the same time, I don't... We've talked about this before. Like, I, we don't see him as like a copycat. Like when I listen to a Yes song that Benoit sings, I can tell it's him. Like I remember one time I was, uh, I think this was while I was studying in college. I just needed some music to listen to. And so I searched Starship Trooper and I thought it was from Keys to Ascension because the album artwork in the video looked similar, but it was the Life from Leon artwork as it turned out. And once I listened to it and the voice came in, I was like, wait a minute, that's not John. And like, oh yeah, of course it's Benoit. So you can definitely however, tell the difference. Yeah, but however, having said that, um, you're going to hear a little slice of Close to the Edge, played yeah. by Close to the Edge with Benoit on vocals, and it is beautiful. It is real. And can I just play some of that right now, Steve? Uh, yeah, ju like just to preface it, this video was my first taste of like what Benoit could do. Like I saw it before he started touring and all the YouTube videos of him with Yes came out. And the video's so. kind of grainy and dark, but we're playing this yeah, for the sonic quality. Yeah, With a mic covering his face. Like I didn't know what he looked like at that time. So I had to wait till like the Yes videos. But Neither yeah, go ahead he. and play it. <laughs> okay, check this out, folks. We'll play some of this, then we'll come back. Um, but I do want to mention one other thing. As Steve said, he's not... In Yes, he wasn't a copycat. Here, he sounds a lot like John. And with right. Yes, he sounds like himself. And then with a band called Mystery we're going to play some of that Steve turned me on to, I can't wait to talk about that. But first, Close to the Edge, doing Close to the Edge. Fun stuff. Yeah, and he really does kind of have a bit of the Anderson-isms in his voice in that and the, video, and the reverb, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, the reverb on his voice in there kind of added to it, the EQ settings, it where it helps to match it. But yeah, he he certainly has his own voice, He just like John Davison does. I think Ben was, was a great singer, I really do. And we wait to hear some of this other stuff we're going to play. It's great. Right, yeah. Um, so, uh, I, which way do we want to go? Do I talk about the stuff he did before? Yes, or how, what let's else he did? Do with that, yes, or yeah, let's do that. Since we played some of "Close to the Edge" by "Close to the Edge," you okay, want to talk yeah. more about that, or move on to mystery? Yeah. So I guess I'll mention that uh, Benoit had talked before about how basically like growing up like 90125 was what he knew as yes uh you know it, he was born in 1966 he was in his 20s in the mid 80s and 
Um, at some point, a friend of his told him that he could sing like John Anderson, like he sounds similar. And so years later in 1994, he, um, well, I guess, met up with like Close to the Edge, really wanted him in their tribute band and like he's just did very well. And so uh, he like he only knew 90125 songs and Roundabout and I've Seen All Good People. And so they showed him Close to the Edge, you know, the album, and he was just blown away by, it. you know, it's it's funny. It's like those the flip side of what one knows yes as it can be like there's a pop side and the prog side it's just like so different (laughs) that must have been a head spinner yeah probably yeah um so as steve said um chris squire finds him basically right and at that juncture that steve mentioned they bring him into the band um let's play some of him since we're on that, let's play some of him with Yes Now playing a song that he recorded. Then we'll move into Mystery. Okay, yeah. Okay, so let's go with uh, this. <laughs> watch a bit of another clip where there's a lot more close-up uh, stuff and the sounds a little better this is life on a film Yes. 
wordplay would have been just so good. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't hear you over the music. What'd you say? I don't think they could either. Oh, sorry. I thought it ended on my end. But I, I was saying why they didn't put out a concert film of that tour titled Live on the film set, I'll never understand. Like, yeah, yeah, that, word, that's true. <laughs> the wordplay would have been so good. But. Yeah, he, he did such a good job. Um, if, comment if you have the version of the album with Benoit David singing on it. Yeah, Fly From Here. Yep, and if you saw the tour um, and what you thought of it all. Yeah, I remember when the snippets from the album came out in the lead up to it, I was, I remember wondering, wait, is this Trevor Horn or is this Benoit? Because it's very much, you know, Trevor Horn's song and he's, they have him singing like Trevor Horn, who's produced that album. So it was just a weird thing of how, like, and I think Benoit's talked about how it's harder to sing like Trevor Horn than it is to sing like John Anderson, which is weird because I would think it would be the opposite, but I guess not. Yeah, it all has to do with context and what the timbre of your voice is and who you're trying to sing like. You know, right. Um, also, just a quick side note regarding that album. Um, it was Rick Wakeman who recommended Oliver for the job. Do you remember that, Steve? Um, Rick has said that, but I've also heard that Steve Howe wanted Oliver. So I don't know. It might have been both. It that might, makes sense know, that Rick but... would want to just take the credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect yeah. sense. I mean, maybe they thought the idea independently, but who knows? Yeah. Um, and, and for those who don't know, um, we did have Oliver Wakeman on, which is episode 36, 37. 37 maybe yeah yeah it, it's somewhere in there yeah, yeah it's yeah and this is 39 38 was bill bruford last week simultaneously on jump talk tv and yes shift um so i think he was right before that yeah yeah but, but check it out yeah. folks look through our library whether you like the audio or the the video stuff but i want to play a little video that steve made that's a collage of uh, the mystery albums that Benoit played on. We'll talk about that. We'll give our takes on that. And then Steve dug up a mystery live at Rosfest from 2010 with Benoit that that we'll play some of, which I haven't I haven't even seen that. I haven't had time to. Yeah, it, it's see a that. very short clip. So okay. yeah. But uh, here's the the collage of the album covers, and while this is playing. Um, I'll mention that this blew my mind. The first thing I thought of, and it's kind of a dumb thing to say in this day and age, the way the music industry works now, but I honestly said to myself out loud, oh my God, why didn't these guys hit it like really big? The <laughs> music is so good. It's not at all what I expected. I, I don't know what I expected or if I had a, preconceived notion but this wouldn't have been it benoit sounds like himself he sounds amazing on all those records and the 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 production's great the playing's great the music is a cross between um there's a band that's all instrumental called art arc Wow, I'm having a senior moment. 
I had the drummer on Jump Talk TV. Help me, Steve. It's called Arc of Light? No. No, that's... No, yeah, Arc of Life is... Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not that. Of the yes members. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. I'm trying to give an example. I can't remember the name. They're an instrumental kind of metal progressive band, and it has elements of that. It has some elements of like some classic Jethro Tull in a little way with modern production. Um, maybe a little bit of Yes influence, but not like I thought there would be. I just automatically thought you know, for, for no reasonable reason, it would have more, but it's really good. I loved it. And, and like, why didn't they make it huge? And again, the answer is kind of dumb considering how the music industry works now and all of that, but I, I love it. I want to take a deep dive. What did you think? Yeah, I, I've been aware of mystery for a long time. Like I knew Benoit was with them. And so when I finally got around to listening to these albums that he was on, uh, so he was on Beneath the Veil of Winter's Face, which uh, Benoit joined the band in 1999, and this got recorded like early 2000s and got delayed to like 2007. And then One Among the Living came out 2010, The World as a Game came out 2012, and the last one, uh, Tales from the Netherlands, is a live album, apparently recorded 2013, released in 2014. And so I finally got around to listening to these studio albums. I thought to myself, wow, what is wrong with me? Why did I wait so long to check these guys yeah, out? Yeah, me too. It's, yeah, it's a great mix of prog and hard rock. Um, my favorite of the three is probably The World is a Game, the, the third one that Benoit was on. Um before these, there were an EP and two other studio albums in the 90s before Benoit joined. And since his departure from the band, there have been two more studio albums. And I think they stopped touring in 2019, basically, like, because, you know, what happened 2020. And I, I guess that's why they're not what touring. Happened? Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> And maybe, um, like, for all we know, they got tons of airplay and great sales and 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 seat sales uh, in Canada, maybe even in Europe, that we're just unaware of. I don't, I don't know. And honestly, I, I don't listen to much radio, period. I don't listen. So for all I know, they got plenty of airplay in the U.S. I have no idea. But I was literally astounded. I love it. I want to listen from beginning to end their yeah. whole catalog and really great stuff. It really is. Highly recommend Highly recommend. Yeah, like some of the guitar is like gets heavy and kind of reminds me of Rabin era, yes. And there are even times when Benoit is singing and he'll sing slightly aggressively, like I imagine Trevor Rabin kind of does sometimes. And yeah. I even uh, thought it, I was reminded of Rush a bit. Huh. Um, in some parts. Um, yeah. I don't know if you got that as I well. I did a but... little bit, and I have to listen to it all a lot more. I I jumped through a few songs on each one just to get a sense of it, and it's it's really good. We'd love to know what you think of it, and chime in in the comments if you're already familiar with it, because we know we're behind the curve on this one. Yeah, and I do love the album covers. Uh, yeah. One Among the Living has the shade of blue that reminds me of the Who's Tommy, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, the I wonder if there is like some sort of homage there. And the world is a game is a carousel, so obviously it reminds me of ELP's Black Moon. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, handsome looking covers, very prog. Um, you, you know, uh, uh, very it's very hard to make good eye candy sometimes. So it's cool that they have like these album covers and yeah, like mystery. I definitely want to do a deep dive through their discography. I only had time to listen to these Benoit albums, but yeah, he like really shines on these, you know, on his stuff with yes, uh, it sometimes feels like people are trying to compare him to John Anderson and Trevor Horn. And then, uh, um, from a page is where I feel like he sounded more like himself, but not quite to the extent of on mystery, perhaps, yeah. or, or maybe there's just less of it. I don't know. Yeah, there is a comment from uh, Jed Levin who says, I haven't heard the version of Fly From Here with Trevor Horn singing, Is It Worth Buying? So I'm going to give you one context and maybe, and then Steve, you might may have another one. I'm not sure. So Fly From Here, the song, was one of the first two songs that Jeff Downs and Trevor Horn wrote for Yes, but they didn't make it on the drama album, but they played both those songs, Fly From Here and go through this on the drama tour. I saw that tour and on an old fashioned two track reel to reel tape, and it's on YouTube now, I have them at Madison Square Gardens playing the original version of Fly From Here with Trevor Horn. So while I loved the whole Fly From Here suite that they put out with all the other material years and years later with Oliver and Benoit, I loved that. For me, yeah, Jeff it was, was on it as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. For me, it was nostalgic to get the new version as well because I remember when that was the thing. And so, if you're if you're a fan, I think it's worth getting. And that doesn't water down Benoit's contribution whatsoever. I'm I'm not saying it's better. It's just different. It's just that it's Trevor, and that's who wrote it, and that's who's on the original version that there is no original studio recording until this which is weird yeah i so i have both versions of fly from here and i do like both versions like it's cool to hear trevor horn singing the songs that he wrote or co-wrote um it's like we've talked about this before how both versions have their merit and we just want both of them equally available. So I don't know if it's like a licensing thing where like yeah. it, it might be a while before the original um, well, with Benoit becomes available again. It's but... just like the fact that um, the Trevor Horn version of Sound Chaser, the original version, hasn't come out yet. <laughs> Wait, what? Right. <laughs> but Just seeing if people yeah, are listening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, like when Return Trip came out, it was an odd choice. Like I get that it was for like the 50th anniversary of Yes, but there was like some divisiveness among fandom, but it was kind of remedied a bit by the fact that From a Page uh, came out yeah. the next year with Oliver and Kudos Benoit's. to Oliver putting that together. Yeah, it's it was just such great music. It sounded like a good mix of classic 70s yes and modern yes. Yeah. And um um it also came with Live from Leon, that live album that Benoit was on, which worked for me cuz I for whatever reason I didn't get that live album the first time around. So right. it was very convenient for me. And um yeah, and Weird tangent. I vaguely remember on the In the Present tour, 
they did this thing where they would record the concerts on a memory stick and people could like get them uh, after the show, I guess. Like I've never gotten one, but I remember that was kind of a thing with that tour, I believe. Yeah. um, And Robert Heckman says, I saw Yes at MSG and the Spectrum in Philly on the drama tour, but honestly can't remember them performing Fly From Here. Sucks getting old. So you probably don't remember because you had never heard the song before and you never heard it after. It's really probably the only reason I knew is because I was collecting bootlegs at the time and I got that bootleg from a friend as soon as it came out during the tour. So I had it to listen to and play it over and over and over. And that that's probably the only reason why, Robert. Right. Yeah. Which, by and- the way, which, <laughs> by the way. Since Robert Heckman is commenting, I want to give him a shout out. I had a wonderful conversation the other day. I don't even know if I told you this yet. I've been so busy. I had a wonderful conversation with Robert the other day. He's going on the cruise to the edge and he's going to go around and get some video clips and stuff of as many drummers for Drum Talk TV as possible um, on the actual cruise. So thank you, Robert, for being our cruise to the edge Drum Talk TV correspondent. Yeah, thanks for that, Robert. Um, and Laura Allhands says album art is a genre in itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. So that opens up a whole can of worms um, because, uh, and I'm sorry, what is her name? Laura Allhands. On, on what page? Drum Talk TV? Yeah. Okay. Laura, first of all, thanks for following what we do. That's the, the big fit I had the big complaint when vinyl went away and essentially was replaced with CD. Cause it was a time where they overlapped just like cassettes. But when, when vinyl went away for years and years and years, now all this amazing artwork of the past was reduced to something this big. Where's the CD? Whereas, well, here's mine. Whereas then everything new, not a great example. When everything <laughs> new that came out was only this size. So when you think of things that had a gatefold or a booklet, now it's this tiny little, it that whole genre of art and culture really completely changed. Now that vinyl's coming back, I know people that collect vinyl again just for the art because they're getting it. You know, now I literally need this to read liner notes with my reading glass. Hey, what? Hey. Hey, can you get my Metamucil for me? And where are those <laughs> damn dentures? You know, it's like, I, I'm not a big fan of the CD genre whatsoever. Even the sound quality for the first two years was almost too glassy and pristine and you lose that analog warmth and punch. I think it's way, way improved. But I remember KLOS in Los Angeles when they got their first CD player and you could even hear the difference on the radio on a crappy car stereo. <laughs> yeah, and Thanks Robert... For acknowledging that, Laura. That's awesome. Yeah, and Robert says, I even bought a new phone, S21, with much better cameras. Thanks for the shout-out. Oh, cool. Awesome. We're looking forward yeah. to that. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that uh, going back to the thing about nostalgia, it's, it's kind of funny how the how things kind of turned like when from a page came out, it was like all of a sudden people were nostalgic for the, in the present lineup, you know, with Benoit and Oliver. And 
I don't know if it's just that the voices that were very against it at the time have just grown quieter or if maybe some people's minds changed when they heard the new music they hadn't heard before. But yeah, it, it's really nice to see that with From a Page, that lineup got the appreciation that it deserved rather than being sort of just a side thing within Fly From Here when really is like Jeff did like most of the keyboards on the yeah. album. Yeah, I agree. Do you want me to play that short clip of Mystery Live at Rosfest 2010? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, check this out, folks. to say that 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 song is almost atypical of everything else i've heard by mystery so far that yeah that yeah I, right that's more of like a blues shuffle you folks you gotta yeah. check out any one of those other three albums that you know we mentioned here i'll play that collage steve made again while he talks about them yeah that that song uh we just played uh, it's called preacher falls and it's the last track on that first album that benwell was on beneath the veil of winter's face and it sounds like a huge departure from the rest of the album to my ears. Like everything segues yeah. into each other, and then all of a sudden, bam. Like, but that song kind of gives me cinema vibes. Like it has kind of a similar doo oh, doo 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 doo. Oh wow. Um, huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, um Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was I was just gonna say it's it's absolutely worth checking these albums out and and I'm serious when I say I want to take a deep dive and and listen to them from front front to back inside out because what I just sampled today really took me by surprise right. and not, not that I expected it to suck it's just it was like oh my gosh this is great it yeah really like is. there was this whole other world of Benoit we just didn't know about it's like I <laughs> yeah. I would never have listened to this band if I didn't know Benoit was part of it. You wouldn't I would have known have, about it. Either. Yeah, I, w I would have missed out and not realized it. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. Mm. He's got a great background. And Benoit, if you're watching, we wish you well. I did invite him on the show. We're hoping that he will come on the show yeah, sometime. I, I'll actually, uh, yeah, I actually messaged him again. I don't know if he's seen it yet, but... okay. Yeah, just let him know we'd love to have him on the show and Great. like whatever works with his schedule. So we'll see um, what if he responds. But yeah, it'd be cool to have him on the show. Um, so yeah, he, he was in Yes from 
2008 to 2012. Um, you know, he stopped um, playing with Yes because, you know, he had some respiratory issues. And he said the band should get someone for the April dates of that year. And he he was impressed that they got John Davison as the replacement. And I know there's a whole thing about how, like, he found out later through an interview that uh, he's out of the band. Like, I guess it wasn't, like, permanent when they discuss it beforehand like it wasn't for sure or there's miscommunication or something but Mm -hmm. just like and i don't blame like john davison or anyone like whatever it's just you know all in all like i enjoy both of the vocalists and the music we've had from both of them and like you know people like them are very class acts and it's just you know, the way that they and Oliver have dealt with things, it's just, I really admire how they've been class acts through all the weirdness of Yes history. And there's, I think all of Yes history has been weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what other band, there is no other band that's lasted 54 years and went through a lineup change every two albums. Right. <laughs> what a weird claim to fame, you know, just bizarre. And it's going to happen again. Mark my words. The next album will have a lineup change. And I know what it is. I don't want to go right. there right now, but. Um, yeah. Robert Heckman also says this year's Raw's Fest now in Sarasota, Florida, just ended Sunday and featured John Anderson and the Paul Green Rock Academy, which is a great thing to see. It's really cool to see John rocking out with these youngsters that are so good and having so much fun. And they do some cover tunes that might surprise you. Uh, It's fun stuff to watch. I give John a lot of credit for doing that. Yeah. And Billy Sherwood was there as part of Dave Kersner's all-star prog band. Yeah. Yep. With uh, our friend Durga McBroom as well. Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh, and Lobate Scarp were there as well. Like yeah, we've that's been right. talking about. Yeah. yeah. We just had Adam on. Wow. That's probably a couple months ago already. Huh? Yeah. Like two months ago. Yeah. That, that was a great episode. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I got to like, see if I can find any, like find out like what was played there. Cause it sounds like it was like a really cool event. Like just all these, like most of the musicians are probably people I'd never heard of, but you know, it sounds like it was a good time on all. Yeah, definitely. What closing words do you have regarding Benoit? David, not to be confused with David Benoit, <laughs> who's a different famous musician. Right, yeah. Uh, overall, Benoit, like when he was first announced as the Yes vocalist, it was one of the weirdest things in Yes history uh, at that point. But over time, I feel like we're used to it. And, you know, early early on, we were very accepting of him. Like, uh, we never, yeah. like, uh, like you and I never, like, were skeptical of him. I think it was just like, right. oh, that's a curious thing. And then when we saw him perform, we, like, really loved it. And it was, and it was a time when there were finally, like, a bunch of Yes uh video clips of concerts like being posted in real time yeah like because youtube was just a few years old at that point and so 
that was kind of the beginning of a new era for yes internet i could say gosh and, how quickly time has passed yeah that was like f almost 14 years ago but, yeah because yeah. i remember here's a little personal side note folks so it was you me my wife my wife anja and uncle lee right yeah my sister's and husband and i went to the restroom and i don't remember if lee went with me and it was just you and anja or if lee was there but anja says you may not remember this but anja says that you said something like i think you should marry my dad or something like that Oh, yeah, we've talked about that before and how I definitely do not remember saying that, but it's... Huh. Well, you smoke a lot of weed at concerts, so... No. I mean... I... He doesn't smoke at all. Yeah, how no, old, I so don't. So how old were you, 12? No, I was 13. 14. Oh, 14, yeah. Yeah, almost 15, yeah. yeah. I, I, re I remember um, when Asia got on the stage uh uncle lee pointed at steve howe and looked at me i was like can you believe it he's right there and it was just such an it was such an immersive like experience for me you like i was so used to seeing yes on the screen but here finally i was seeing them and, like, and we had right great there seats. yeah, we, yeah. Were, we were slightly <laughs> elevated above them on steve howe's side kind of diagonal with the corner of the stage and there were really great seats we could see yeah, and, yeah and benoit was very energetic like during astral traveler he would kind of hop around during yeah. machine messiah he would point the guitar neck toward the audience and do a spin he's yeah. he's a really good showman you um, remember all that but you don't remember telling Andrew that she should marry me yeah i know it's weird right <laughs> um but very quick thing about his outfits is i remember he had this like in some of the early concerts, at least, uh, Benoit had this white outfit with like the gold yes, vest. The vest. Thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that was to pay homage to John Anderson. It feels like a very John thing, like House of Yes. Well, I think that was um, a uniform at the time. <laughs> maybe. Like I'm sure it, pro it probably rubbed some fans the wrong way, but I, I love the outfit that he wears later where it's like, he a green shirt with a black vest like it's very yeah. stylish so we could probably do an episode on like yes member outfits at oh that would point. be great we could do a whole <laughs> one on chris right um, yeah yeah that's funny and how they changed over the years wow from the the frilly foo-foo 70s to the new wave 80s and then yeah, the, into the, the futuristic 90s outfit. the doctor outfit yeah the crazy boots and the big fur coat and just that'd be a fun episode actually right yeah um robert heckman says my favorite up-and-comers uh, at rods fest were the tea club so huh. okay I'm, have i might have to check them out let's not forget the reservoir dogs outfits they wore on the leave it video yeah <laughs> and that was before reservoir dogs so they were ahead oh, of the wow curve. that's right how yeah. funny um, but yeah, um, I would say The Gift of Love, uh, I've said before, it's my favorite From a Page song and therefore probably my favorite Benoit, not probably, definitely is my favorite Benoit David Yes song. But yeah, these mystery songs, it's really hard to choose a favorite. You know, I've just had one listen of these three albums and it's, they're just so impressive. So I'm awesome. looking forward to seeing what the other eras of the band are like. Yeah.
Definitely. Well, happy birthday, Benoit David. And folks, thanks for following what we do here on Yes Shift with Steve and myself. Um, if you're into audio podcasts, you could follow us at anchor.fm slash yes shift. And if you're listening to us there and don't know that we do the visual version and show clips and pics and stuff on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash yes shift. And if you have comments or questions, suggestions for episodes, we're open to that. If you want to buy us a coffee, you can do that. Steve will tell you how in a moment, but you can write us at yes shift podcast at gmail.com. How can they yeah. donate, Steve? So I can, I got a hole in the shorts I'm wearing actually right now. <laughs> no, you no, Joe, click. I need new shorts. You could go to anchor.fm slash yes shift and just click the support button and donate whatever you feel like. Yeah, I guess. we promise we'll pour it right back into the show. Right, yeah. Because we had to give Bill Bruford five bucks last week to appear. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out. We've had Oliver Wakeman. We've had Bill Bruford. We've had this guy. We've had Mike Tiano. Uh, 